0: Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level.
1: Good morning, gardeners. It's Sunday morning. It's time for your favorite gardener and mine, Patrick Parent. Get yourself a cup of coffee and get out a notebook because it's time to solve
2: all your gardening problems. I see trees
3: green. Red roses I see them
4: Thanks for tuning in to the Paul Parent Garden Club. We're not here this week. We have a best of, so stay tuned. Good morning, gardeners. Uh, Welcome to sparkling. the Paul Parent Garden Club. I'm your host, Patrick Parent, Paul's youngest son. And be here till ten o'clock Eastern Time to answer all your gardening questions. So feel free, give us a call here. Our phone number is 855-660-4261. Again, 855-660-4261. And uh, halfway through the show, plenty of time for you to call with your questions. And uh, we'll do everything we can to help you out. You know, this is, uh, you've heard me talking about taking care of your shrubs and trees and and everything. This year was also going to be a good year to fertilize the veggie garden prior to, you know, the planting of it this year. Because, you know, some other things that could be happening is the... The nutrients could have been washed out from seasons that we've gone through, right? So we might not have all the nutrients we need. So that's something to be thinking about this year as well. Now, I do have a couple calls on the line, so I want to get to those. So, Nathan, who's up next? Nancy's in Kennybunk. Nancy, welcome to the Paul Parent Garden Club. How can we help you today?
5: Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. Um, I have a question about geraniums. I, every year, I lug my geraniums into the basement, put them under the shop lights, and keep them there until May. Um, and different people have said, oh, you've got to cut them back at one point, or you've got to cut them back before you put them down there. So what, what are the steps I should be taking starting in the fall?
4: So, um, you know... Have you had some issues? Is that what has caused you to, to think about this, or is it just you're looking to not have to spend as much time with the you know doing everything for the plants? Is that kind of where it is
5: well they they make it through, but they're kind of marginal okay and they tend to get very leggy and uh they don't seem to come back in the summer in a very robust way
4: Got you so it's they come back, but they're not great right. Okay. So, there's a there's a couple thoughts on this. Uh, a lot of people will actually uh, bring them in, but what they will do is they will actually cut them back uh, to a point uh, where the plant isn't trying to, um, you know, do a lot. It's just trying to be dormant, right? So, you bring them in before the frost arrives. Yep. Um, into you know light airy place, and uh, you know obviously um, you know a, a sunny window is good, but not completely necessary in all of the this, right? Um, this is one where you're going to want to cut it back to a point uh, by about two thirds. Right. Okay. So it's not just that like, you know it's usually we say cut back by a third on a lot of plants. These we want to cut back by two thirds. Okay. All right. Um, it, you know, depending upon how leggy they are, depending upon what's going on, you might need to do a little bit more than that. It's not. It's not a complete like exact right. Uh, We're looking to remove any of the dead and damaged, uh, any areas that are unhealthy. So you're kind of thinning it out, doing some of that work so that for the spring, it has healthy plants or healthy growth so it can really start from there. Okay. You're also going to slow down on the watering. You do not need to feed them during the winter months. So you're watering... You really, it's every couple weeks, right? And it's really in a partially sun area so that you're not forcing them to try and grow and get bigger. You're just giving them enough light to keep them going, right? These plants kind of go dormant during the season. Okay. We don't want it to get too cold for the plants, but they can get down to about 45, 50 degrees and be okay. Okay. So, you know, it's not like you put them in a basement where there's no heat. Maybe it's you put them in a basement where there is heat, but it's cooler and it doesn't drop too low. Uh, It's not something where you want to put them in like a shed where it's going to be too cold. Right. Okay. So we're looking for that happy medium there. Mm
5: -hmm. Um, So these are under shop lights. Okay. And I put a a sheet of mylar over it and it holds in the heat. So it's probably 50-ish degrees down there. (laughs)
4: Yeah, so, I mean, I'm sorry. The uh, <clears throat> the heat is, you know, uh, the secondary, but you don't need as much sun. We're not trying to push them to go. The other thing you'd be looking to do with them is as the season starts to warm up or gets to the regular season, if you will, is start to um, train them a little bit. Take a look at the, the way the, the new growth is coming uh, for that next season, right? So it's not growing into each other as much. It's thinning out a little bit. You know, you can start fertilizing these plants around like March 1st, okay. right, to start getting them going. But you don't need to fertilize during the winter months because these plants want to be dormant. They want to oh, be resting. Okay. So that, that's part of um, part of one of the things that... Uh, you need to do for these geraniums, um, and then the other thing is when you bring them outside we 're hardening hardening them off again to the cold temperatures, right so that could be part of some of the reason why it 's not doing as well um, as this the spring hits, but it 's one of those things where as temperatures start to warm up, you slowly bring the plant outside versus just bringing it outside right away. We want to get the the plants used to some of the colder temperatures uh, because, like I said before, 45 degrees or lower, those plants don't do well. They just start to fail, and so. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you got to get them used to some of those temperatures, and if it does, if you do bring it outside and it starts to get some cold temperatures, it might be you know putting a blanket over some of them during certain times, okay. uh, keeping them okay. warmer so that they don't get hit by frost, right? So th- those are some of the things I would do. I I know some people who just honestly cut them back, throw them in their garage, and then bring them out the next season. Uh, don't do a lot to them, but it's. <laughs> It all depends. Obviously, you know, the perfect world, that would be the easiest. But you just got to make sure that they don't get too cold. uh, And, you know, you are still watering every two to three weeks.
5: Okay. So before I bring them out of the basement, should I cut them back again or just
4: leave them alone? So I would take a look at them and see how the growth is. And if some of the growth is not doing well or some of the, the part of the plant has some dead or damaged, that's when I would remove those because they're not going to help anything on the plant. Uh, I would also look at um, you know, the shape and which way it's kind of moving because sometimes... You know, maybe one side is taller than the other because of you know, just the way the sun has hit it, right? That could be part of it. Um, so you just keep all those things in mind. But I don't think it's a necessarily um, – uh, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be completely pruned back. It's just certain parts of it might need to just to keep it going, um, to, to keep it the same shape to so it's not just one-sided.
5: Okay. All right. All right. So my mistake was I've been feeding them all winter. <laughs> yeah,
4: the the plants kind of just want to slow down and enjoy their dormancy period. You know, they they're almost hibernating for winter, but they they still need the water, just not the fertilizer.
5: Okay. All right. All right. I have one one quick question. Sure. For you. I live um just a mile down the road from your father's house and Every every nursery tells me that I am in zone five, but I lose everything that is zone five. And I wonder, do you remember what zone your father's house was in?
4: Uh, we, I mean, we were, um, we were in zone five at that point, um, like a five A, because it's it's kind of borderline. Um, <clears throat> I would. You know, if you're having some of those issues, I'd almost look at making sure some of them will will thrive in Zone 6, where maybe it's a little bit warmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd i have to double-check on the list, but, I it, you know, it was always a 5 there. What are some yeah. of the, you know, uh, if you want, hang tight on the other side of the break, because I want to dig into this a little bit because okay. I want to know what other what some of the plants that are not thriving maybe we there's something we can do to help out with that so hang tight okay our phone number here is 855-660-4261 we're going to take a break we will be back in a few
6: Fed the birds during the winter, it's a lot of fun. But don't waste your money on inexpensive bird food that will not attract those colorful birds and the songbirds. Cheap seed contains filler like red milo, cracked corn, and white millet. A great seed if you want to attract morning doves and grackles. But if you want songbirds and colorful birds, use Wild Delight Bird Food custom blends. Fresh raisins, cherries, cranberries, tree nuts, vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals. Found only in Wild Delight Bird Food.
0: I'm your bio lawn care scientist, here to introduce new all-in-one weed and feed. It kills lawn weeds like dandelion and clover. Plus, it kills crabgrass all in one easy step. And it has micro-feed action, which creates a more nutritious, resilient root zone. That's the key to a healthy green lawn. Make the switch and try the one that weeds, feeds, plus
7: kills crabgrass. New all-in-one weed and feed from BioAdvanced Science-Based Solutions. Get more from the Blue Bag. Always read and follow label instructions.
1: Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy, formerly Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Air National Guard and Reservist. I'm looking for veterans, active-duty military personnel to join the 94 Live Crusade to save America. She needs your skills, courage, and loyalty more than ever. Contact GCNteam.com. Because of the financial and healthcare collapse, veterans are currently struggling finding jobs. Frustrated looking for a job? Change your tactics. Join the 94 Life Crusade to save America. Start a healthcare business with FDI Longevity 94 Life Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com immediately. We're looking for military specialists who can use a computer, and communicate information, and execute a battle plan. Join the admirals, Navy SEALs, Marines, pilots, Army officers, military police, sheriffs, police officers. Officers, firemen, and first responders already enrolled in the 94 Live Crusade. Contact GCNteam.com now. FDI Longevity will help you apply your military skills to the task of saving America through health and financial programs. Contact GCNteam.com. Enlist in GCNteam.com
8: and save America. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. Including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad to your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay.
9: Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem?
4: Gardeners, we're not here this week. You're listening to a best-of version, but we'll be back soon to answer all your gardening questions. Our phone number here is 855-660-4261. Again, 855-660-4261. Now, before the break, we are talking... Uh, with Nancy uh and she was just asking about her zone and so what I did uh over during the break uh, I went to the uh, plant hardiness website uh run by the um USDA uh put in Kenny bunk uh in that area and you are a 5b zone which means -15 to -10 are the lows uh so you know I just um wanted to double check on there. Okay. Now, what were some of the what are some of the issues that you're running into? So maybe we can try to fix it or see what's going on.
5: Well, the most important plant that I've been trying is rose of Sharon. Okay. And I've lost both of those through the winter. Last winter. Okay. And
4: now what um, are they? Right in the the open? Are they in uh, a sheltered area? What's the
5: um, one? One was up near the foundation, so fairly sheltered, and the other one was kind of in a uh, a nook in the back. Um, we do get a lot of wind up here,
4: so, so the wind. Not, yeah, the... not well sheltered. So the wind could have something to do with it. I, they they should be surviving in your area. Uh, the Rosa Sharon definitely should be. Huh? It, it's a you know maybe it was the winter damage. Was it one where it was just completely brown on the inside? You you ch- tried everything, kind of it out, see what would happen.
5: Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, one of them. I was ready to just dig it up in July and throw it away, and all of a sudden I noticed tiny little buds on it. So I gave it another chance, um, but it never really came back. And the next, the next spring, it was very dead.
4: Okay. Now, were you fertilizing them? Were you taking care of them in that aspect?
5: Yes. Yeah. Not uh, maybe once a week.
4: Okay you know they they seem pretty established it might just be something going on with your soil maybe it's maybe it's uh too acidic maybe it needs to be more uh, um you know to the area what i would think about doing in that area because it, it is probably very acidic um there's in that whole area there's tons of pine trees uh mm-hmm. so it could be you know something to do with too acidic of the soil um you know maybe it's maybe it's time to get a soil test in that area and see okay. what's going on that way you can get some of the elements maybe something maybe it's just too one way or the other right okay. um and the rose is Sharon, you know it it can it can take some acidity, but I'm just wondering if it maybe it's just too much um Maybe, maybe it's the, the, the level is too low and it needs to be brought up a bit uh, to okay. get it to thrive. Maybe there's something else going on in the soil. Uh, okay. Are other plants having issues, or is really that it?
5: Uh, no, that's about the only one that I tend to lose. Um, and the rest, you know, are just ba- mostly perennials. The, the standbys, bee balm and shasta daisies, and they all do fine.
4: Okay. I mean, it is... Um, one of the reasons why I bring up doing the soil test, see what's going on out there is because roses sharing aren't an inexpensive plant to uh, just keep trying, right? It's not where you can be like, oh, it's a perennial, excuse me, or like an annual where it's not a lot of money. This is something that can cost something. Yeah. Uh, So I would kind of look at it and say, there's something going on because your zone hardiness is right on. You're perfect for it. They, okay. I would just think there's something else going on. And the one that's near the house, maybe the soil is just too compact as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe it needs to be aerated a bit uh, for that plant to push out more growth. Because you know, around a foundation, obviously it's really compact soil. Um, so that could have something to do with it as well. Okay. Uh, and a soil test would kind of tell you if it's clay-filled, et cetera. And if it's clay-filled, maybe it's breaking up some of that. And that's easily done with you know, a product like Love Your Soil or Sulfur from Natural Alternative. It'll break down the clay, allowing your root system to thrive a little bit more. So that could be part of it as well. Okay. Right. Okay,
5: Okay, I'll try that.
4: All right, Nancy. Well, good luck, and thank you for the phone call. And Thank you very much, Patrick. Have Bye. a great one. Bye. Thank you. Bye. We're going to take a break. Phone number is 855-660-4261. we be back in a few.
11: Fair Advance is a company that brought you Tree & Shrub, the product that controls insects on trees and shrubs without spraying, and it lasts for 12 months. Bayer has something new for you this spring, a termite and ant control in a granular form that's fast releasing and creates a termite killing zone around your home. Ants and termites bring the product to the colony, transfer the product by social interaction, and they soon die. The built-in shaker makes it easy to apply. You just water and walk away.
6: That's all. Would you love to have the more colorful birds and songbirds on your backyard feeders this year? Start with quality bird food from Wild Delight. Open a bag and smell the seed blend. Find raisins, cranberries, cherries, along with sunflower, peanuts, tree nuts, and thistle seed. Wild Delight is the only company that adds vitamins, electrolytes, and minerals to all of their seed blend. Keep your birds healthy this year with Wild Delight. No morning doves or grackles, just beautiful birds when you use Wild Delight bird food.
0: A news update. As she continues trailing badly in the polls ahead of the Republican primary in South Carolina, Nikki Haley continues pressing her case against frontrunner Donald Trump. She claims he's compromised Republican leadership.
1: And I think we saw that he spent 50 million dollars of campaign contributions on his own personal court cases. Now he's taking over the RNC.
0: Haley's also pressing hard on the case against Trump's electability in November, saying he'll be in court more than he can be on the campaign trail, which Trump has said himself. Outside the Manhattan courthouse where he was ordered to pay more than $350 million in his New York fraud case, Trump echoed earlier claims, saying the legal battle that he is facing is a coordinated attempt to interfere with his presidential campaign.
12: Well, you see it in third world countries, banana republics, but you don't see it here.
0: This weekend, Trump drew a crowd of about 2,000 supporters Saturday at a rally in Michigan. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News
9: The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word T. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100, shopsupertea.com.
4: Just a note for you, the gardener, we're off today. We'll be back next week. And welcome back to the Paul Parent Garden Club. Our phone number here is 855-660-4261. Again, 855-660-4261. You have plenty of time to give us a call so we can do everything we can to help you out with your uh, gardening questions. And, uh, I can't remember if uh, you said there was another call, Nathan. Is that uh, true, or am I making that up? It's true. I know it's a hard world to remember what's <laughs> reality. Uh, John is in North Providence in Rhode Island. John, welcome to the Paul Parent Garden Club. How can we help you today?
2: Hey, how you doing? Um, my wife and I love your show. In fact, thank you. I was fortunate enough to have your dad autograph a garden planner for her a few years awesome. ago. Um, I have two questions, if I could. Sure. Okay. The first one is we have a Coosa dogwood that's just starting its third full year. Yep. And last year it had one flower and a whole bunch of leaves. Mm -hmm. So I went to a a local garden center, and he said to give it a good drink of Bloom Booster by miracle Grow, and that would help it set flowers for this year. Yep. Okay. Is there anything I should do in the spring? So,
4: what I would look at doing is uh, using like a heavy phosphorus. So there'd be a middle number, um, in a okay. granular form. Okay. Um, the thing, the other thing about it is, is you said uh, it's been in the ground at your house for two years. Yeah, it's starting a third full year right now. So a lot of times with trees and shrubs. It takes about three full seasons, uh, two to three full seasons for it to really get established in your garden. It's getting its roots settled out. It's pushing out into the um, – to feed itself, to take its water, etc. And so that could be another reason why it has had so few uh, flowers. Um, but definitely, you know, what I would be looking to do um, – Instead of using like a liquid bloom booster, uh, I would be looking to use something like a superphosphate that's a granular form. Breaks down over time, lasts a little bit longer into the soil. A bloom booster that's liquid form uh, will go through the soil quickly and only last about two weeks. Right, um, so it'll give the roots something and I'm not saying it's a bad thing to use because it'll give the roots something the roots will start to establish and help themselves out. but if you look for a longer period, like a super phosphate um, like a 0-15-0 uh, or a zero forty four zero, it's going to help with that. Um, okay. The other thing I'd look to be doing um, you could use like a tree tone. Uh, from Holly, uh, from excuse me, from Espoma. It's like the Hollytone family. Uh, tree tone specifically would be used on um, these types of plants. You could actually—I'm trying to think. The I think you actually might be able to use Hollytone on it. Okay. If you already have, yeah. So you could actually put Hollytone on your dogwood. So if you already have it, right, you don't have to worry about right. it. Um, okay. And the, the fertilizer that's in it is, is very minimal. It's a 434. Four. So by using mm-hmm. a phosphorus and then using a Hollytone, it's not gonna be too bad, right? So what I might look at doing is as soon as the ground thaws and you can actually put a shovel into the ground using that superphosphate. Okay, so using that yep. first. Give it some time to break down, build its way. I'd say maybe a few weeks later, maybe a month then put the hollytone down i want to put it in the same holes that you dug on the drip line of the plant but i would okay. be um you know spreading that around as well so you can actually use okay. both uh on there because the the holly is going to have some acidity to it and that the dogwood likes the acidity and will help with that and the phosphorus sure. will help with root development and it will also help with uh,
2: flower development oh cool awesome okay. now, our second question sure I have some well-established arborvitae along yep. the uh, property lines on both sides of the house. I noticed this past summer and spring they're starting to really thin out. Yep. And we had had an arborist over taking some trees down. He said that every three years they'll go through a cycle with their shit needles. Yes. Okay. Now, these things are probably 15 feet tall, so they're pretty old. Mm-hmm. Is there anything I should do other than the uh, Miracle Grow fertilizer spikes twice a year?
4: So I would look at using the Hollytone for them. The fertilizer spikes, uh, they're pretty easy to use, right? But the thing that I don't personally like about them, but they, they, they are beneficial because you're giving something, mm-hmm. but it's usually a 50% binder on there. Okay. So the, the fertilizer itself that's on them isn't enough. Plus, right. With a tree that's that size, you need to put a number of those fertilizer sticks in the ground. You're looking okay. at a, a good number of them. Um to really get them established now the what the um the arborist was telling you in regards to the you know needle drop that type of thing it's just it usually happens in the fall it's called fall shedding it's so the plant itself can rejuvenate itself and get more green to it uh get rid of some of the old it's like you know our oak trees or maple trees they lose their leaves every year that's this it's doing the same thing uh so i wouldn't see an issue to it um I would look at doing Hollytone if you can maybe you know uh kind of top dress the whole area uh with them being fifteen feet tall um you're gonna need a a good amount of it because it's uh you know uh the arm it's about one pound per uh inch of trunk, so we're looking okay. at like um. You know, not all the way, not at the base, maybe up a few feet and seeing uh, how thick it is. Maybe it's an inch and a half, maybe it's two inches, and it's a pound per uh, plant. Okay. Um, so, you know, you have 15 of them, and it ends up being a pound or two. You know, you might just be better off getting a 50-pound bag. Uh, What's up? I'm going a yard of it dropped in the driveway. <laughs> well, so that's the thing, right? So, it, And the other thing is if you buy more than you need this spring, you actually, for arborvitaes and for a lot of these shrubs and trees, you should be fertilizing in the fall again, but at half the rate. Okay. Right? So if you find that you need 30 pounds right now, You're going to need another 15 pounds in the fall. So a 50-pound bag is like the way to go, right? So don't just think of it as what you're doing right now. Think about what you also need to do in the fall Um, because it is is very important to it. Uh, You could even – I mean, you could be putting some sort of liquid food on them as well during the season. If you're – say you're fertilizing with like a wettable powder, like a miracle Grow or something, you've done all the area – Maybe throw it on some of that as well, just to give it into the soil a little bit, to give it something. Uh, But, you know, the arborvitaes, as they get older, they will start to shed on the inside. It's because the the light doesn't get in there as easily. Okay. Right, right. and that's what's
2: happening. the The trees we had taken down is going to give them a lot more sun in the summer
4: which is which is good for a lot of them, um, what I would be looking in the future and maybe next season, because they're getting bigger. Now they're going to have more sun. They're going to push some growth this year because of the exposure that they got. Take a look at the fall with doing something with tying the trunks together for winter. Uh, yeah, because as... Do that, yeah. Okay, so this is when it will start to be there could be more damage next year and the reason why i say that is because it's getting perfect growing conditions now and so it might push more growth this year than you've seen which sometimes it expands it's it's it expands the plant but it makes it maybe a little bit weaker so i just want to make sure uh the winter would be something just to make sure those are tied so they're not going to split on you I'd it, hate yeah, for you to put I in all this long. work and you, know, you put in all this work and then that happens. Yep. Yeah, we can definitely do that. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. No problem, John. You have a great rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Our phone number here is 855-660-4261. Again, 855-660-4261. And, uh, you know, I talked about this earlier about this spring is going to be very important to fertilize. But, you know, I didn't follow up with making sure the fall or slash, you know, late fall, early winter fertilizer happens. Uh, It is so important to give that half the rate. It's just like I was talking about with the lawn. And then the lawn, you know, we want to make sure we do five applications versus four. You want to do two applications of fertilizer for most shrubs and trees uh, instead of just the one in the spring. We want to help them get into the winter, help them overwinter a little bit easier to start in the spring the right way. Um, so, you know, I think uh, I, I think it's something to think about. And uh, think about this year, just based after the drought conditions, all those things, we really should be thinking about this year as uh you know the year to take care of those plants even the established ones to get them going and and more uh develop into drought season um when plants like this get weaker they are have a tendency to have more issues long term diseases insects etc so if we can give something back this spring we're going to also help prevent some of those issues down the road. Uh, you won't be worried as much about some of these things. Obviously, we'll still have you know, weather-dependent type of issues. Those are inevitable. But these are some things uh, to be uh, thinking about now and saying, all right, this is one of the more important things to do this year, is feeding your shrubs, feeding your trees, and getting them taken care of so you can have a successful 2021 in the yard and then you can expand and go into those other areas. You know, we are we're spending a lot more time at home. It looks like this spring we're going to be doing the same, uh, maybe into July. Who knows? Um, you know, with more and more things coming out to help us get back to a a normal, if you will, maybe we'll be able to uh, you know get back to normal and. Unfortunately, spend more time elsewhere than just at home, right you know and when I say unfortunately, I mean spending that time outside I love the the being able to spend that time outside um, but we all know that as as time comes back here, we'll probably not be able to spend as much time at home as we have in the past. If you have some questions, give us a call here at eight five five six six zero four two Six, one. Again, 855-660-4261. Five, five, six, six, and we've got about another hour and 15 minutes left in the show. We can answer any of the questions you have, indoor, outdoor. doesn't matter the type of plant. We will help you out here. Um, we'll give you the any suggestions you need. Um, I know I have a call on the line, but I'm going to hold off because I am about uh, less than a minute before the break. So I don't want to bring them on, cut them off. And then start over again. So we're going to hang tight with that phone call. Um, But again, if you have some questions, we can open up some of the lines here at uh, 855-660-4261. Again, 855-660-4261. And uh, we're going to take a break here in a second. uh, But give us a call. We've got another hour. If you don't hear us in the hour, go to our website at paulparent.com. You can listen live in the top there. You can listen to a podcast at a later date. Uh, But definitely, we are on for these four hours. Go to our website, paulparent.com, to listen live. We'll be back.
7: Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com.
12: Have you ever watched a video on the internet and found yourself waiting for the skip the ad button? The reason this takes a few seconds is because the video delivery companies get to collect impression commission and the viewer never sees the advertisement. The company still pays full price to run the ad. Does this sound like a scam to you? Is there any wonder why internet ads are so ineffective? For over 100 years, radio has been a proven source for companies' messages. Radio listeners are engaged and want to support the companies that sponsor the shows they're so passionate about. Simple companies like window treatment, security, pillow companies, and more have been able to break away from the big box stores building multi-million dollar businesses. Find out what radio can do for your business. Call 877 4327 or advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com.
0: Hello, I'm your bioadvanced lawn care scientist.
12: Where'd you come from?
0: And I want you to try new all-in-one weeden feed. Uh, what's this? All-in-one weeden feed. It kills lawn weeds like dandelion and clover. Plus kills crabgrass. All in one easy step. <laughs> Did you say kills crabgrass? Yes. Weeds feeds plus kills crabgrass. Wow. Really? With new all-in-one Weeden feed from Bioadvanced Science-Based Solutions. My lawn is gonna look great. Get more from the
13: blue bag. Always read and follow label instructions. If you like the garden and want to learn more about the flowering and foliage houseplants this winter, go to paulparent.com to get a free email newsletter every Thursday morning. It's free, it's informative, and the topics will change with the season. I also include some cool music videos of the music groups we grew up singing when music was music. I put a new recipe to keep you eating your vegetables, a garden quote to keep you thinking about the garden during a cold winter. Go to paulparent.com.
14: It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines. Instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families, we all know something big is coming. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com.
11: says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there.
4: Good morning, gardeners. Today is a rebroadcast, but don't worry. I'll be back live next week. And welcome back to the Paul Parent Garden Club. Our phone number here, 855-660-4261. We do have a call on the line, so let's get right back into it. Nathan, who's up next? David is in Exeter, New Hampshire. David, welcome to the Paul Parent Garden Club. How can we help you today?
13: Good morning, Patrick. Uh, just to let you know, we have our first cup of coffee with you every Sunday morning. Awesome. Um I have a quick one. It's one of those things you just can't look up on the Internet. Yep. <laughs> um, it's either going to stump you or you're going to have the answer. Uh, my wife and I went out last fall. Uh, one of the box stores was having a big sale on uh, bulbs like uh, uh, daffodils and tulips and whatnot. So we bought bags and bags of them. We put them in, I think it was first week in November, uh, mm-hmm. We put about half of them in. And we said, ah, we'll do the other half some other time, and we forgot all about them, put them in the shed. The shed is not attached to the house, so it's experiencing all the cold weather. Yep. And um, happened to find them, and I'm thinking, geez, boy, they're out there in the shed. They're in the cold. They're not in the ground. But when the uh, soil begins to loosen up in the spring, can I still throw them in the ground, and will they will they grow <laughs>
4: They they actually should. I mean, so what we're looking at, what you're looking at with bulbs like tulips, daffodils, those things, they need a dormant period. They need a period of rest. And... You know they're not completely growing in the ground. You put them in November. They're really just we're trying to get them covered with something. Um, I, I do believe that those those bulbs should start to grow for you. Um, what I would look to do is try to get them in the ground as soon as you can put a shovel in the ground. Okay. Okay. The other thing you could do, and it's just a thought, is say you have a number of bags in there. Maybe grab a bag now. Get some plant, some planters, some different pots, get some soil, bring them in the house, allow them to get to room temperature, and then plant a few pots of them up. And I bet you, you could start getting some of those growing now, so you'll have them earlier. Okay. It's, it's right. really just about the dormancy period, uh, the cold period. That's what makes tulips and daffodils regrow year after year is that cold period. It just needs to go dormant, needs to almost like freeze.
13: I knew a little bit about the dormant, not dormancy. I knew a little bit about the cold period. I just didn't know if they had to be in the ground to experience that dormancy. But you answered my question. And uh, this will be be an interesting experiment. We'll see if they grow.
4: I I definitely think they will. So it's, it's really, you know, it, they're better off for you to be in, a, in a, um, a shed like that than they would be indoors in the warmth. Because right. in the warmth, they'll start looking for water. They'll dry out a little bit and that type of thing. So what I want you to do is uh, the, the best way to do this, right, is bring some of them. Once the ground starts to thaw, bring some of them inside to see if they're like mushy, right? Okay. If they're mushy or like they've, say the area got a bunch of water for some reason, it pulled some of the water in, some of them might rot out. You'll be able to tell the difference. A hard bulb that still looks viable obviously is good, but then one that's soft and squishy might not do as well for you. So it might just be, make sense to throw it away. But it's going through that dormancy period the same way. It's just not um, outdoors. The the shed is basically its soil around it, protecting it from, you know, the wind and all those things, the same way as the soil would. So I think you're going right. to be definitely fine.
13: So just one last question about sure. this, and thank you very much. Um, if I do put them into pots, uh, I'll use regular potting soil, uh, or do you have an, uh, an advice about, Throwing in some fertilizer or something like that? You could just
4: do a regular fertilizer. Uh, Take, like, a fertilizer that, excuse me, um, a a soil, just a regular soil. You can take, um, you know, one that already has some mixed into it, maybe use, like, an Espoma soil. Um, But you don't have to do anything specific where it's, like, specific fertilizer put into it. I I wouldn't look at it that way. Um, Any soil to get it going. But the, the key to it is... Getting the the bulbs to warm up to room temperature before you put them into the soil, so you can kind of tell okay. if if they're viable, right? Great. And check for great. if they're thank soft you. or not. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I hear I hear the music coming, but thank you very much. You, you answered the question. Awesome. Thank you, David. Bye. Have a great rest of your day. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. We're going to go to a break here, but our phone number is 855-660-4261. Give us a call. We'll take a break here. We'll be back in a
3: few.
5: I need a copy of my tax return. How do I get one?
3: If you
0: don't have a copy of your original tax return, you can get a transcript of your tax return for free from the IRS. A transcript shows most line items from your return, which is usually all you need, you can order a transcript of any return filed within the past three years, including Forms 1040, 1040A, and 1040EZ. All you need to do is go to irs.gov transcript to order your transcript today.
9: Anyone can fall victim to moving fraud. Know your rights and responsibilities.
10: There was never really a valid contract.
9: Movers must always give written estimates.
10: I was bound to an estimate, but it was after the fact.
9: Be sure that any document is complete before signing it and that it includes information to determine the final charges.
10: It was a
6: version that I had not seen before.
9: Visit protectyourmove.gov to download a free moving fraud prevention guide. Search for registered movers and view their complaint histories. Move with confidence.